Welcome to Backroom Talk. We're going to talk about some fake questions and real answers related to aerobics. If I do aerobic work, will I lose my strength gains? No. No? No. Not at all? No, not at all. Um, so will minimus shoes fix my running technique? <laughs> <laughs> I threw this one out there. That's my question. This, this one's good. To listen to more Backroom Talk, be sure to subscribe. Learn to design personalized programs with the OPEX system of coaching by heading to opexfit.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Backroom Talk. I'm Georgia here with Carl. We're back on video, baby. I was just going to ask, I was like, is this thing on? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> we uh, we took a little video hiatus for a minute, but now uh, we're we're back on the old YouTube. Yeah, we're like... Uh we we just we we got tired of not seeing ourselves, so we're like, uh, let's let's see ourselves. Exactly, the world really missed these smiling faces. <laughs> if you're on audio, guys, we do have a YouTube channel, so head to Opex Fitness on YouTube. You can yeah. watch us uh, chit chat there instead of just passively listening to us as you drive your car. Well, I guess if you're driving your car, you should probably just do audio. Um, unless you have a Tesla, just double click the right stock and it's going to autopilot. Or if you're full self-driving beta, just put it in full self-driving, put your phone up and, uh, watch us while, while your car drives itself. I don't know that Tesla life yet. One day. You need to get one. Girl can dream. Yeah, you need to get one. <laughs> well, today <laughs> we're doing... I'm going to buy you a Tesla for Christmas, oh, Georgia. Oh, thanks. Employee of the year, yes, clearly. Yes. Awesome. I'm going <laughs> to hold you to that. I'm getting a toy <laughs> Tesla like your kids have, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, we're doing some Q&A. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, fake Q&A. Yeah. Um, so I can't lie to the people. Yeah, tell the people what's yeah, up. Yeah, we, we stole this, or I stole this. Uh, I guess we stole this because we're doing it together. Yeah. From Colin Coward. So uh, Fox uh, Fox Sports um, analyst, used to be with ESPN. Um, he has a segment. It's called Fake Questions, Real Answers. Uh, the things that I wish people would have asked me. Um, and he just goes through some interesting, timely, relevant sports Q&A that no one actually asked him. But in his brain, he's like, I want to answer these questions. So uh, we, we kind of stole that. Or not kind of. We actually stole that because it's a great idea. Thank you, Colin. I don't know if Colin listens to Backroom Talk. How, why would he not listen to Backroom yeah, no, Talk? I'll send him this thing. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good idea. And um, we're going to talk about some fake questions and real answers related to aerobics yeah yeah do you reckon we can answer any of these questions without saying it depends um for sure yeah okay uh if either of us say it depends um we have to buy the other a tesla so you may have two <laughs> teslas at the end of this conversation <laughs> yes <laughs> all right let's roll okay we're gonna rapid fire these this by is, the way this so, is fast yeah so our goal is to not do what we usually do and spend 30 minutes on one uh, one thought. Um, so w we want to get through these things um, as helpful as possible, um, and not not broad stroke it too much. But uh, we're gonna rapid fire these things. Yeah, man, this is like stuff my uh, like my mom would ask me. You know, these are questions mm -hmm. my mom would come to me with. Like, I go to a dinner party and someone that I just met would ask them to me because I, they know I'm a <laughs> fitness coach. And sorry, I'm like picturing your mom asking you like <laughs> question five. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a good question. No, I, Mrs. Uh, Smith? For sure, for sure. Uh, but but seriously, like, we want to make sure you've got concise answers to be able to uh, shoot off your own answers to people when they come to you with these. So we'll do yes. our very best to be concise. Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, question number one. If I do aerobic work, will I lose my strength gains? No. No? No. Not at all? 
No, not at all. How much aerobic work can you do without losing your strength gains? It. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, that's it's a good question. And yes, obviously you can lose strength gains by doing too much aerobic work or improper aerobic work or aerobic work that you cannot recover from, right? So um, this question, if I do aerobic work, will I lose my strength gains? Uh, can't say it, but you know, you know what I'm thinking. I know what um, you're thinking. Can't say it though. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So let's, 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 let's think about this for a second, right? So let's say that you have a client and your client wants to run a half marathon in six months, five months, right? And you're like, okay, uh, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to download this training program off of Google. It says that we're going to run four times a week. And we're going to have a low day, a medium day, a long day, and then we're going to do a fast day, right? Because we need to train anaerobically as well. So there's three aerobic days, one anaerobic. And you're also like, oh, but I want this person to also get stronger, right? So you're like, okay, we have two days to play with. So we're going to do some full body resistance and we're going to train. This is going to be an intensification cycle, right? Three to six reps. That's like the golden spot. That's where we get strong. And your client might be six weeks in and they're like, I'm getting weaker. It's like aerobic work is ruining my gains. It's like, yes, because you need to think about what you're doing in aerobics. You need to think about how that marries well or not with what you're doing in resistance. So with an example like that, right, someone that's running three or four times a week and also doing a lot of intensity, uh, they're running long distances three to four times a week. And then they're doing um, a lot of intensity and resistance. They, they're not going to have the ability to recover enough to get stronger. If they're a complete novice and they've never done anything in their life, yes, they're going to get stronger for an amount of time. But once their body adapts, uh, they may stay the same, hit a plateau or even get weaker or get injured, right? If you're injured, you're probably not going to get stronger during that, during that time that you're down. So if, if we took, if we took that client and we're like, yep, goal was to get stronger versus a client. And we're like, okay, we're going through this intensification phase, but I also want to sprinkle in some map 10, right? Long, slow recovery, aerobic work where the person is just breathing a little bit and sweating. You can recover from it an hour after you're done. It's like, yes, you're definitely going to recover the next day when you're hitting heavy squats, deadlifts, bench press, and you can get stronger over a period of time with doing aerobic work every single day. It just depends on what you're doing in that aerobic work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, going for a walk is aerobic work. It's very different than doing some assault bike intervals. Exactly. And the implement will make a difference as well. I know there's some like interesting research on, I think, like running versus biking and what that means for like quad hypertrophy and strength, correct? Yeah. I mean, even without the research, it makes sense, right? You're like, how does it feel when I go on a bike erg and I'm going at like a, you know, a five and a half damper and I'm holding like 80% of my max effort for 15 minutes? That shit is tiring, right? Like that, you feel it in your quads. If you got off that thing and you're like, okay, now hit some heavy back squats. I'm like, hey, I need a minute. My quads are full of blood versus uh, doing the same thing on a ski erg, right? So it just depends on what you're doing. No, no, so, no, no, no. So, so yes. Damn it. I don't, I just, <laughs> I don't He Tesla. said it to me. Oh, man. You promised me a Tesla twice but, now. But, 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 but. In all fairness, I didn't like, I didn't end the statement with it depends. And then like, I'm out. I just meant like, ah, oh, damn it. I can't walk away from this one. <laughs> all right. Two Teslas. Moving on. Two moving Teslas. On. Should, Give should one we to Jacob. On? Th- there we go. Yeah. That's okay. I can't just have a Tesla. That would be unfair. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to question number two. 
Okay. Do I need to consume a lot of carbohydrate if I do aerobic work? Uh, what's your take on this? So I'm not going to say the words, but no, you don't necessarily need to eat a lot of carbohydrate if you're doing aerobic work. Yep. Uh, I have clients who regularly go on walks, do long, slow, even do some faster aerobic work, but they're not pushing for max potential. They're not doing like intense uh, endurance events. They're not training to run a marathon at a PR time. They're not like really digging deep where they're going like from aerobic almost into that like unsustainable pacing. Their work stays very sustainable. They're, you know, doing two to three days of aerobic work per week plus going for work walks on those other days and they just have like general health vitality maybe some weight loss goals for those people do they need to eat a lot of carbohydrates no they could eat a fairly low carb diet so long as they're getting adequate fiber so long as they're getting adequate micronutrients they don't necessarily need a lot of carbs for uh feeling really good looking good and all those things on the flip side if I have a client who is training for an endurance event and they are really pushing capacity, uh, if they're really trying to improve uh, their pacing for, you know, a 500 meter row, yeah, they're going to need to eat some carbohydrates. Yep. Um, intensity and volume. Uh, yeah, that, that really matters. So very, very high intense aerobic work. What are you, what are you depleting, right? You're depleting sugars. Uh, when your body depletes sugars, what does it quote unquote, need more of. You can definitely deplete all of your sugars and never uh, give those back, right, to the system. But anyone that's ever tried that over a long period of time, you don't feel that good, right? You don't feel that good. You have the brain fog, uh, performance might decrease a little bit. Um, so in terms of, uh, in terms of intensity, so I'm like, I can't talk because I'm trying to think of like not saying it depends. So I'm like buffering. Okay, well, well, you know, you know when the... you're when you know when you turn on YouTube and there's like that little like buffer line mm -hmm. right in front of where you currently are. That's happening in my brain. <laughs> I like it though. I think it's making me more intelligent. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing into the future. Um, no, but on the intensity piece, yeah, if you go really intense uh, in any kind of work, you're burning through glycogen. Um, if you're burning through glycogen, you're going to need to replace it. So, it, so I almost said it. I almost said it. Did you catch me there? I. Uh... Um, so you have to consider how intense you're going and how often you're going that intense. Um, on the other side, it's volume. So if you're someone that is an ultra marathoner, what are you burning through? You're also burning through glycogen stores. Um, and I'm saying you're an ultra marathoner. So the pace in which you're attacking that ultra marathon is one that's fairly fast. And you might hit this point in time where there's like a hill that you need to climb so that's where I call absolute bullshit when someone says, like, I actually perform better with no sugars in me, right? Endurance athletes. It's like, what does performing better mean, right? What are the circumstances? Um, are you performing better at the five-minute mark, the 20-minute mark, the five-hour mark? Um, if you're going long, there's going to come a point in time where either you run out of sugars or you need sugars to accomplish something. So, like, that hills in front of you. So it's like, I need to attack that hill at a high effort to continue the pace that I'm currently at. You're going to, you're going to dive into some uh, glycogen stores there. For sure. So how do we know if we're that person that needs to eat a lot of carbohydrates? How's your energy? How's mm -hmm. your performance? Are you like hitting a wall partway through your work and you're unable to keep going? Those are all going to be some indications as well as obviously looking at blood work and what's sleep. happening under the hood. Sleep, sleep as sleep's well. Sleep's a big one, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, someone that's, um, that's on E, 
uh, they're going to have sleep disruption. Um, it's a, it's, you know, you, you wake up in the middle of the night and you have a, an elevated heart rate, right? That's a sign that your body is depleted of glycogen or sugar stores. Um, you lay down, you're really tired, but you're like wired a little bit, right? It's like your body's lacking dopamine, your body's lacking serotonin. Um, your body doesn't have those sugar stores to put you into that position to be able to rest, um, to get to that restful state. So yeah, like you said, energy, um, what type of work you're doing, think about that. Think about how you feel while doing that work. If you're on a, if you're on a, let's say you're on an assault bike and you're going at a slow pace and there's something inside of you that's like, go faster, go faster, go faster. And it almost feels like it, it's almost harder to go slow. Uh, you're probably a sugar burner, right? So you might be eating too many sugars if the goal is to be more aerobic and be able to sustain a low pace across a longer period of time. I remember when I did a lot of CrossFit, uh, I was that person where I'd like do like a 60 minute bike and I'm like, I'm at 58 RPM. This would feel better if I was at 62 because I wanted to burn sugar because my body was like, get into that state. That's where you're living. Um, yeah, I'm going to end it there because I could keep going and I promise that these would be rapid fire. So let's go number three. Will I burn more calories if I run fasted? No. And why does it matter? Yeah. I mean, there are for some people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, preparing for a, uh, t- not a tournament, a like to step on stage and yeah. uh, a competition, a bodybuilding competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you hear a lot about fasted cardio because it makes a difference, right? Like the calories I'm sure of it like are going to make a difference for that person possibly. But for other people, does it really matter? Are there other considerations we should have in place if we're worried about burning calories? Yeah, but I mean, in reality, you don't actually burn more calories if you do that thing fasted. Where that comes into play is it's it's your schedule, it's your routine, right? Like if you laid out the if you laid out the schedule and routine of someone that that uh, does their AM cardio fasted, it's almost like intermittent fasting, right? Um, they just let's say they wake up at five, they're in the gym by seven they're home and they're showered by nine. They didn't have an opportunity to eat from five to nine. Whereas if they were training uh, cardio in the, in the PM, they may have eaten at seven, right? So they just got a two hour jump on, you know, the, the amount of time in that day that they're consuming calories. Um, but another thing we have to think about is can someone perform better quote unquote when they're fasted? So me, I feel better when I train fasted. I don't do it for any reason, but I just feel really good. I have more energy. So my output might actually be be more because I'm training fasted. So technically, if I did cardio fasted and I did it at a higher intensity or I could go longer because I felt better, yeah, I guess technically I'm burning more calories, but that's not a result of me being fasted. That's a result of uh, secondarily me uh, moving faster, using more intensity in that thing because I'm fast, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And I think it's a great example of bro science and why we need to consider what the reason for the outcome is. And it's not necessarily the fasted cardio. It's just the ability to feel better and do a little bit more work. Yep. Uh, question four. Will I burn more calories doing aerobics over strength training. So would I, will I burn more calories doing aerobic work than I would if I were to do strength training? Yes. Yeah. We got to look at the time window though, right? Uh, that's where it gets interesting. One to one. One to one. One to one. Like in the, like in the one hour you're in the gym, mm-hmm. then definitely you're going to burn more work yep. doing the aerobic work unless you're doing like a really 
slow walk, then possibly if you're doing some tough resistance training, you're going to burn yeah, some yeah. More, more calories doing that. Yep. But, you know, you're doing a moderate to hard effort on either thing. Yeah, for sure. In that time period, you're going to burn more calories doing the aerobic work. What happens if we look out, you know, 24 hours? Oh, we didn't, you didn't need to ask me that. Um, it was just a quick yes or no. I know. Uh, it all evens out, right? It doesn't really matter. Uh, like the, the metabolic effect of, you know, doing a bunch of bicep curls for 30 minutes is less than that of doing assault bike uh, intervals at a higher rate uh, for those same 30 minutes. Uh, but the recovery and everything that happens um, at a from a physiological standpoint of recur of re- recovering and repairing muscle tissue um, that has a higher metabolic effect than me recovering from those bike those assault bike intervals. So during that thirty or sixty minutes, yes, I'm burning more calories while I'm doing those aerobics. Clearly, because my heart rate was one sixty five for thirty minutes straight, right? Like there's sweat all over the place. Like that was challenging, but I'm going to recover pretty effectively from that, um, versus doing some bicep curls and some, uh, goblet squats. Right. Uh, but as my musculature has to repair over time, uh, what happens, I'm burning calories as that occurs, right. I'm putting on more muscle. If I'm putting on more muscle, that, that means that, uh, my body or my metabolic rate then increases to support that muscle. So, at the end of the day, I think it's uh, it's 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 an overthought question, right? It's like, yes, you do, but it all evens out eventually. Yeah, I hope we're at the point where people are not skipping strength training because they're trying to lose weight. Like, oh, I think we, yeah, we're definitely at that point. We're we're over yeah, that, we're, right? Society's over that. No, no. Well, they're still in that world. Yeah, we live in a bubble, Georgia. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, go to a commercial gym, right? It's like. You see the uh, aerobics rooms just packed, right? Um, and you see, the, you see people, uh, or you see you you have all the machines that you want on the uh, in the resistance area. Um, yeah, I think there's it's and I think it's it's obvious why though. It's the feeling that you get when you do it, right? Like the feeling that you get when you're doing like some pretty challenging aerobic work for an extended period of time, and like the pile of sweat that you see underneath you. I mean, it's it's almost common sense to think like, yes, that was actually more challenging or I'm burning more calories doing that than I would if I was over here with my headphones on the Smith machine. So I don't, I don't think we're out of it. That's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, should we get to question number five? Yeah, last one. We are rolling. We are. We're crushing this, guys. <laughs> it's late here, Let's too. give ourselves a pat but, uh, on the back. Um, so will minimus shoes fix my running technique? <laughs> <laughs> I threw this one out there. That's my question. <laughs> this one's good. But no, seriously. Uh, answer there was, that, yeah. There was a period of time where it was like if I wear the barefoot shoes or I run barefoot or I go that real like low pro- profile minimus shoe, it's like actually going to make a difference for how I run and my knee pain and my ankle pain and all these other things. Uh, but no, just putting something on your feet and running isn't going to make a difference. It actually could make a negative difference in the short term if you haven't done the work to build up like your foot musculature and have the strength in your feet and in your toes and in your ankles to actually earn the right to wear a minimalist style running shoe. For sure, some people can run with shoes like that and have great mechanics. But again, they've put the time into strengthening their feet, uh, especially if they were wearing highly padded supportive shoes prior and they've worked on their running t- techniques separate from just lacing up a new pair of shoes. Yeah, I would just ask someone, why the hell do you need to work on your running technique, right? Like if if someone's if someone came to me and they were like, I need to refine my running technique, I'm going to guess that it has something to do with uh, performing better at something uh, when it comes to running, like whatever their event is. Um, 
And if it if it's uh if it's someone that's like you know I run a two hundred or I run a four hundred or something like that, it's like yes, we're as minimal as possible because you need to be light, and that sprint is done. If we're talking about long distance running, and they're like, I need to improve my technique because I want to perform better in a five k. I just like Google best 5k runners in the entire world, Google image that. And I would like look at their shoes and you know how many people we would see with Vibram five fingers? Absolutely no one. Right. So I'd be like, why do you need to do that? Um, and you said it might actually, it, it might take you the other way. It absolutely will take you the other way. I don't know if you, if you were, <laughs> if you saw this happening around you or if you were a part of this, but in 2009, 10, 2009, 10, 11, 12, um, that was all the rage. I remember everyone getting the Vibrams and not even the five fingers, those people we just made fun of, but even like the lower profile Vibrams and New Balance uh, started doing it with the Minimus and they had like the thing you pulled out and it was like, this is your training protocol to wear these safely. And people would like go through the three week training protocol and they're like still have plantar fasciitis. And it's like, you've been running like that for 33 years. You think three weeks is going to make a big difference. It's like do that for three years, five years, that same thing that they told you to do on that paper and then start wearing those things. And, uh, so many people were down and out with plantar fasciitis, uh, calf injuries, Achilles injuries, knee pain, hip pain. Um, I was in the army during that time. So it was really big. And we, we did a lot of long runs and we had of like, we had a lot of like, um, you know, uh, hacker bro, like physical hacker bros, like, uh, on post there. And there's so many people running around in those things. And then, um, I was, I was in the medical field there and I'd see those same people walk in with like, like, I have this thing. (laughs) It's like, why do you think you have this thing? It's like, well, I'm like, you know, I'm running 15 miles on Friday and I'm doing it in these Vibrams and it's like, yeah, stop, stop doing that, dude. Put on some running shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that answers that one. Yeah. So, uh, those were our rapid fire questions. That was fun. I know. Let me, let me ask another question. I'm a 37 year old female and I want to run a half marathon in five months. How are you going to get me there, Georgia? Well, I have an answer for you, Carl. Uh, we actually recorded a fantastic video and program design breakdown for that very same avatar. Awesome. Yeah, it's now available for you to listen to, Carl, if you'd like to listen to yourself and to me. Yeah, I would. Uh, go through that inside of LearnRx, which is our amazing learning platform. Lots of really cool video content inside of there. But really, guys, we did uh, actually just right before recording this, uh, go through a full program breakdown. We went through avatar details. We went through the long-term, you know, 23-week half marathon training progression, broke down those short-term plans and the splits, and then actually dug into the design as well. And that video is sitting there for you inside of LearnRx. I'm going to pop a link into the description of this episode so that you guys can go there, click the link, check it out. You'll be able to uh, sign up for LearnRx and access that video. Anything you would like to say about it, Carl? Uh, No. Thank you, Georgia, for putting that together. That was one of Georgia's real-life clients. So um, yeah, it was fun kind of doing the backroom backroom conversation before the backroom conversation on what you laid out there. And, um, yeah, that was good. So thank you for, uh, proposing that and, uh, 
putting that in. Absolutely. We're going to do this more often, guys. So we'll have this uh, backroom talk episode that is available for you to listen to on YouTube, for you to be able to listen to on all your podcast platforms. But we're going to follow it up with some more in-depth, really rigorous education material that you can look at on site of LearnRx. So we're putting a lot of energy and love into that thing uh, to help you guys be more effective coaches, do a better job at program design, and uh, just kind of get inside of our brains and how we think about uh, that programming and that coaching process. So please go ahead, check out that LearnRx video we did put together. We do hope you enjoy it. We'd love some feedback as well. Leave us a review, subscribe, uh, make sure you reach out and let us know uh, how you enjoyed this episode. I had a fun time doing the, yeah, doing the questions. Good. That was good. We need to start saying hit that bell notification. Hit that bell notification. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe now for when we put in exercise. Swipe left, exercise. swipe right. I don't think they get to swipe, right? You guys don't get to swipe on this one. Not yet at least. We're not there. No, not there yet. No, we'll no. Get there. We'll Indeed. Get there. Indeed. But guys, that is available for you on LearnRx. So make sure you go check out that link. Uh, enjoy that education. And uh, we'll be back shortly with another episode. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.